with today's technology, I can practice from almost anywhere in the world. There's a lot of different channels. People talk about TikTok or Instagram or whatever new channel it is, but if, you, if you're not actively engaged and there's just no need. Newsletters are critical. I'm not someone that has a weekly newsletter. I have a very high percentage of newsletter opens when I send them out. I probably add 20 people to my list for every person that leaves. Welcome to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. The no excuses, no BS legal marketing agency that works harder than the competition. Each week you get insights and wisdom from some of the best in the industry. Before we get started, hit that follow button so that you never miss an episode. All right, let's get it. At his core, Dave Abels is an entrepreneur who's optimized his firm for his lifestyle. Rather than rapid high-risk growth, David prefers slow growth and taking things one step at a time. His measured approach is based in adaptability. In the mid-90s, David invested heavily in traditional media like newspaper and yellow page ads. As technology advanced, David realized his cases were coming more and more from online sources. So he focused his efforts there, doubled down on digital marketing and SEO. Now his firm dominates Google for terms like Chicago personal injury lawyer and Chicago car accident lawyer and employs five attorneys. But as tech changes, one thing stays the same, relationship building. That word of mouth combined with great online visibility keeps new cases steadily flowing in. This frees David up to focus on business operations he enjoys most while providing clients top-notch legal representation. And he can practice remotely when needed without disruption. David shares his lessons he's learned from three decades in law. Here's Dave Abels, partner at Abels and Ands. I've actually been practicing since 94. At first, I was uh, an assistant state's attorney in Western Illinois, and then I worked for a criminal defense firm in, in uh, Chicago and River North and you know, had some very interesting experiences. Uh, got interested in PI, and I've been doing nothing but PI, personal injury since 1997. Back then, my niche was newspaper ads as far as bringing in business. Uh, an advertisement in a, in a major newspaper that back then might have been, you know, five to $10,000 a month is now sort of useless and might cost you, you know, under $500 a month. I remember there was such a focus on, you know, law firms in Chicago spending huge amounts of money, you know, whether you had a full page or even a double page ad in the yellow pages, that was big. Uh, and all that has sort of become obsolete. Things are adapting always, even TV shifting over to OTT. Now that's fractured. It's kind of like the Wild West over there still. Multiple platforms. There hasn't been this consolidation that we see in other areas. And SEO's changing. Went through tons of iterations. You know, organic continues to be pushed down. Then they adapt things like local service ads and the maps and all these different things. And you've really done quite well there. What about the niche of PI itself? So you said you're originally drawn to like the criminal side and uh, maybe being a prosecutor and and like what drew you to come over to the plaintiff side to 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 do personal injury work i just thought the future in criminal defense looked real it could be tough and you know the next thing i tried that sounded interesting was personal injury and uh i didn't dive in as fast as far as some people it's not like i switched to pi and opened my you know my own firm then that first year just started on my own i mean i was a i was an associate attorney for several years at a small pi firm in chicago and i eventually became a law partner and then you know i went out on my own you know a few years later how did you meet your your partner gary 
you guys are kind of like the the yin and the yang, right? Where it's it's you're bringing the business, Gary's a tremendous trial attorney. How did that kind of a relationship form? We were sort of in the same, I guess you could say the same legal circle in, in Chicago. He was someone that was real good friends with some of my good friends and whether it's going to lunch or different events, you know, would hang out together. And my interest is more, you know, on the management side and uh, marketing and pre-litigation. And yeah, he's a litigator. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a fantastic combination. And because you've always invested in your marketing, you've designed what I would say a very successful practice around your lifestyle, allowing you the freedom to do do what you want to do, to take trips, to to be a father, to be a husband. When you look into the competition, the opportunities, how do you make those decisions? Because it seems like if you're constantly investing in growth, you're you're kind of deferring profitability and time. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it comes to delegation. Like what what goes into those decisions in creating the type of law firm that that fits your needs? I've been able to sort of design a practice where I have certain freedoms that I like, but meaning, you know, because I'm marketing and pre-lit, I, I could, you know, with today's technology, I can practice from almost anywhere in the world. I mean, obviously you have time zone issues, but at the same time, you know, when you run your own business, everyone that runs their own practice, you have to work hard and you have to be aggressive in certain respects. I mean, when the phone rings or, you know, you get that contact on a new case or something comes up, I'm around, I'm working Saturday, I'm working Sunday if I need to. You know, I find that the time off when I need it as well. But at the same time, that might not be traditional time off. I might work all weekend and then things might slow down on, you know, Tuesday. I mean, I'm still working and available. I I like that lifestyle. uh, I don't have to be tied to the office. Like if you're a litigator, you're for the most part, you have to be in the office. One of the things that you do well is the combination of grassroots marketing and digital. You have your newsletter and whether you're giving away Cubs tickets or Bulls tickets, what, where did you learn this in terms of like gathering engagement to your newsletter? And um, I'm sorry about the Cubs, but <laughs> I can't really talk about the uh, my Cardinals performance this year. They're not doing too hot. But uh, <laughs> we, we started okay. We've slowed down uh, quite a bit, but yeah, I, I don't think we were expecting that much this year. As, you know, newsletters are critical. It used to be that you you could have a fantastic settlement for a client and they might love you. But way back when, once they left, you know, if they lost your card or your number, you wouldn't see them again. Now with, you know, email and newsletters, and things like that, you could stay in uh, in touch. We try our best to do that. We do try to make the newsletters. I'm not someone that has a weekly newsletter. And sometimes it's, you know, usually it ends up being more like every, it might be more quarterly. I, I try to make it where I, I, I have a very high percentage of newsletter opens when I send them out because mm-hmm. I have something to say. You know, I probably add 20 people to my list for every person that leaves because I don't, I don't bother the heck out of people, but it's enough where they remember. You. And, uh, but there's other forms of engagement as well. We do our best to have good relations with our clients. I mean, I get, especially after a case settled, I, mean, I, I can't tell you how many clients I'm Facebook friends with or friends with on some form of social media, you know, good experiences with our firm. Things like your own personal social media. I guess it's just my age. I'm showing my age. I'm old. I'm not a TikTok guy. I wish I was more TikTok savvy, but you know, my age group is more on 
Facebook, when you have well over a thousand Facebook friends and people know what you do, that tends to bring in some good referrals. There's a lot of different channels. A lot of pe- times people talk about TikTok or Instagram or whatever new channel it is. But if, you, if you're not actively engaged and th- there's just no need, right? So you're engaged on Facebook. You got a thousand followers. It works for you. And connecting with people, you're building that community there, then that's great. The other thing I would say, too, that with the newsletter that I like from what you say, it's, it's that nurture component where it's not they're not just gone forever. And I'd imagine that if a referral opportunity, one of their friends or family gets hurt, then it lends itself to a referral as opposed to, hey, here's your check. See you later. Whether it's a big case, medium or small, I mean, our goal is you work with our firm. We want to make you happy enough where if your kid or your relative or friend gets injured in an accident, you're going to think of us, hey, these are good guys to work with. Uh, You want everybody leaving happy. And uh that's how we've always done business. The way we handle the case, you know, as far as keeping clients updated when they want an update, returning calls, staying on top of their case. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, one of the biggest complaints about attorneys in general with PI attorneys is just the lack of communication or, you know, I can't reach my lawyer. Just not being attentive. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people we work with are just so thrilled to be able to get that return phone call, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. We do our best to call back the same day. Uh, it's pretty rare we're not calling within 24 hours. People like to have access to firm members and you know they don't need to leave 10 messages to talk to us. Yeah, I imagine if they call and they don't get to speak to you or you don't return their call, they're going to the next firm anyways. They could, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of cases there. On your website, we see, a lot of times we see websites that like they're focusing in and marketing to the Spanish community. And there's an audience there, but in Chicago, there's 1.9 million Polish Americans. So you're marketing to the Polish community. And what are some of the unique needs of these communities? And, and, and how does your approach to marketing attract those individuals? There's a very significant Polish population in Chicago. A lot of firms that I see, they'll have uh, secretaries that, that are some sort of legal assistant that speak Polish. And there's different levels of speaking Polish. I mean, sometimes we are involved with firms where they say they have someone on staff that speaks Polish, but then, you know, people are, Polish people are complaining about the limited uh, uh, ability to communicate. Um, so, you know, we've sort of taken the extra step where uh, we have a good lawyer in the office named Roman who's, you know, he speaks Polish. And uh, uh, so we've gone the extra step where if somebody calls in, they're not going to just speak to a, a secretary, paralegal, and they're not going to sit there and have a long translated phone call. I mean, they're going to have direct access to a Polish speaking attorney. We were talking about this briefly at National Trial Lawyers. You, we were talking about ChatGPT and how you know we're at the the advent of of it actually speaking pretty fluently and and not broken in in terms of its translation capabilities. Have you played around a little bit more with the ChatGPT capabilities in terms of these translation types? Not too much. The most important thing is, to, you know, you want someone to be able to pick up the phone and have communication. I mean, but if you need something translated for, for some reason, that's that would save. Yeah, Polish is not the easiest language to translate, even if you're, you know, fluent in Polish. You see in your area tons of billboards. There's a lot of your billboard guys in Chicago. You flip on the daytime television. What dissuaded you from going this traditional route to TV? 
to radio to to the billboards. What made you focus more on the digital and the SEO side and, and not so much the traditional? We've definitely played with a lot of different types of advertising. We've done a little TV, radio, things like that. For whatever reason, I find that I like the cases the best that come from online. The people that find us online are typically sophisticated enough where they're doing their research and tend to know what's a case and what's not a case compared to, say, calls coming in from TV or a newspaper. But a lot of it is your comfort level. A lot of times you're talking about very large budgets and it's not just bringing in the cases, then you need to move the cases. And there's, you know, there's different levels of stress that different lawyers are comfortable with. We get a little bigger every year, but Gary and I were never the firm to go take out a massive line of credit and sort of gamble. You know, we've been more conservative, slow growth. I mean, it, at first it was just, we started with me and myself and Gary and one legal secretary, which changed to two. And now we're still not a huge firm, but we're, we're five lawyers, one of counsel, and then we have support staff of five as well. And it seems to, you know, it's not overnight. It's just been sort of a, it's just sort of, we slowly grow and that's what we're comfortable with. And no one's losing sleep at night. I know guys that maybe they love the high stress. Like they like to use the, yeah, we're scaling up. <laughs> it's intriguing, right? You got the, the slow growth, the compounded, the, the continue to grow and, and you guys have tremendous visibility. And the other thing, you know, speaking of comfort levels and without naming names, you know, Chicago is, you got these runners and cappers like everywhere. What does a, a firm that's above board, what do you do? Like, because you don't want to put your name out there. How do you make a change? How do you prevent something like that? There hasn't really been much to prevent it. There is talk here and there about legislation as far as cracking down on firms or other organizations soliciting business. But yeah, that's, you know, we do get a lot of complaints as far as when I say complaints, like, you know, when somebody contacts us, they say that I was in this accident and I thought I better call a lawyer because my phone's been blowing up all day. It is a difficult aspect of being in Chicago. Part of the problem is just the, the nature of the police reports in general. Illinois State Police, they have it set up right where it's just they, they provide redacted reports. Most departments, they give the name and phone numbers redacted. They do give the insurance information. But the problem in certain areas, for example, Chicago, is they just all goes up online, including phone number and address. And, it, and certain groups have you know ways to get at the reports. I was contacted recently about someone who didn't want to hire me, didn't have a case, but just was mad that, you know, he was in a bike accident and he wasn't hurt, but he got, he wanted the calls to stop. Yeah, there's some people that are sort of over the top when it comes to that stuff and hopefully it'll get resolved. Dave, I really appreciate your time. And for those listening, how can they get in touch with you and what's next for the firm? You can get in touch with me. Uh, you can just call the office. Our main office is in downtown Chicago. I mean, as I Look out the window. I'm looking down at the mayor's office. We're right across from City Hall. But our, our uh, main office number is 312-924-7575. Um, you can obviously find us anywhere online. And I think, uh, you know, the future plans are sort of stay the course and uh, slow growth and uh, continue to do our best to make every client happy and uh, get strong results. Thanks so much to Dave for sharing his wisdom today. Let's hit the takeaways. Time for the pinpoints. Stay agile. Marketing is constantly evolving. To stay ahead, you have to be willing to adapt. Go where your ideal clients are and on the platform that makes sense to you. My age group is more on Facebook, but when you have well over a thousand Facebook friends and people know what you do, that tends to 
bring in some good referrals. Stay consistent. Give every client the best you have every time. Provide the same level of quality service over and over. Think about it like your favorite restaurant. You went once, really liked it, so you go back again and again. You bring your friends and the people you love. If the steak started coming back cooked wrong, the cocktail started tasting differently, or the service started to slip, would you go back without hesitation? Would you recommend it over and over to people you care about? Probably not. When a client thinks of a firm to recommend, your name should come up without hesitation. Never lose sight of the importance of customer service and nurturing relationships, both new and old. This builds referrals and retention. A lot of people we work with are just so thrilled to be able to get that return phone call. We do our best to call back the same day. Pretty rare we're not calling within 24 hours. People like to have access to firm members and, you know, not, not, you know, they don't need to leave 10 messages to talk to us. Relax. Construct your practice in a way that avoids unnecessary stress and allows you to practice on your own terms. Achieving work-life balance will make you happier and more productive in the long run. Practicing law is a marathon. It's hard, noble work. Take it all in stride. Enjoy what you do. I've been able to sort of design a practice where I have certain freedoms that I like because I'm marketing and pre-lit. I, I could, you know, with today's technology, I can practice from almost anywhere in the world. For more information about Dave, check out the show notes. While you're there, please hit that follow button so that you never miss an episode of Personal Injury Mastermind with me, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. See you next time. I'm out.